Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. supposed to be getting it from him so that on Sunday you come and share it with other people it's just like in a marriage if you come into a marriage focused on taking from the other person you're gonna have two really depleted people in a very short period of time if on the other hand you're being filled up this way now you bring that into the relationship and it changes everything at that point it changes the marriage in the same way that it changes the church relationships. God desires for our spiritual lives to be fulfilled and overflowing so that we can then minister to others in their needs. Unfortunately, because we neglect to take our needs to God, our spiritual lives end up being meager, weak, and powerless. In today's message, Pastor Robert will guide us to an overflowing life. Well, let's join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part five of their message, Loneliness. that's playing specifically for you. Because everything he says is, you know, I made you each, I wove each one together uniquely in your mother's wombs. Not so that I couldn't make you clones, but so that you would each have a different song. Louis Giglio, he has a thing out there where he has, somebody has recorded the songs of the whales and the songs of the waves. The universe is full of music. This is not a new age idea, it's God's idea. And you are full of music. You are meant for that. Even math is music. And you are made to be a song, not a to-do list. And loneliness is made to take you to the place when you hear that song that's yours again. Instead of you accommodating things horizontally, they, they won't do it. It can be wonderful, and it is necessary as an addition, but it can't be primary. If it's primary... It is like, you know when you're really, really thirsty and you're out on an ocean? I've heard of this. When you're like adrift on the ocean and, and you're surrounded by blue water that sounds like all these water sounds and you're dying of thirst and you want to drink that water and it would be toxic to you. But you're surrounded by it. And oftentimes we use people like that. We're surrounded by them and we're so thirsty. But to drink them in as our primary song is toxic. It is toxic, and it doesn't matter who they are. Things get entangled because they never do it for very long, and then we get mad. They gave it to us for five minutes, and now it's over, and we want it because we need it like air, like water. The reason we get so frustrated in relationships is that we're expecting them to be what they can't be. If he is that, they flow a lot easier because you have your water. And see, so many people, so many Christians do this with church. I hear it all the time as a pastor that, you know, coming to church on Sunday to get filled up, and then by the end of the week, it's all gone, 
and then coming to church on Sunday to get filled up, and then by Saturday it's all gone, and people that are desperate to have something in the middle of the week because, listen, you're supposed to be getting it from him so that on Sunday you come and share it with other people. It's just like in a marriage. If you come into a marriage focused on taking from the other person, you're going to have two really depleted people in a very short period of time. If, on the other hand, you're being filled up this way, now you bring that into the relationship, and it changes everything at that point. It changes the marriage in the same way that it changes the church relationships. And so how do you do? I mean, here's the, how do you actually drink this water? How do you actually satisfy the loneliness? There is no formula. The only one there is, is there are two ingredients necessary, time and the Bible. Those are the necessary ingredients. How, why, where, what, he will guide you individually. There are a million good help tools out there, but I can't say emphatically enough from experience that if you don't take the time, and, and God will show you where that time is in your schedule, but if you don't take it and you do it on the run, You won't get it. It's like, it's like eating hamburgers from McDonald's on the, when you're really hungry. It just won't. It's fast, but it doesn't do it. There's not the nutrition in it. You have to have time. And it's a real challenge. I know about just it's a real challenge to find time that is where you're not having your phone next to you and, and somebody talking to you and you're driving and you're putting mascara on and at the same time. It's our world. I mean, it's not, it's not by accident that in a world that lives so multitasked and deluded that everything is shallow. So to find time, and I pray even tonight before you go home, that the Lord will show you where and when in your schedule this is. Yes, you can sit next to somebody to have it, but it really is between you and the Lord. I can't. No, I, I can't either. I can't, Some I can't can. even sit with her. No. That's, it's like that was a tense moment between us, right, at one point. But I, I have to be alone. It's, it's this just is his the way time. I'm built. Yeah. I, have to be with, I have to be alone with him. Otherwise, it gets muddied about what's horizontal and what's vertical. What is what? If you hear nothing else, the cure for loneliness is time with God. Bottom line. But how you do that, find it. Find music you love. Find a place where you can do this. He will show you even tonight where. When and what do I actually do with this time? And then don't bring your phone with you and your Facebook with you and, and everything else with you. I urge you. Now, people fight me, and I'm like, it's not a law, but it is a really powerful principle that if you, you know, holiness means set apart. If you're not set apart, you don't get what it offers. Yeah, let me read you something real quick. Matthew chapter 5. The Bible tells us it's where Jesus, that, you know, we refer to it as the Sermons on the Mount, but... It says, seeing the multitudes, he, Jesus, went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, we've talked about this before. The word blessed, the Greek word that he used, it's, it, it's oh, how happy are the poor in spirit. Those who, who understand their own poverty of spirit, how much they need the interaction with God. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Oh, how happy are those who mourn. It's, it's the same idea there. They're, they're aware. There's that, that grieving over the this separation that we're not, we're not nearly as close to him as, as we need to be and want to be. For they shall be comforted. 
Oh, how happy are the meek, those who are under the control of God's Spirit. You know, the idea of meekness in the Scripture is the idea of submission and control. It's not a weakness. It's, it's, no, it's, it can be incredible strength and power, but it's under the control of our Creator. He says, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, that's a literal statement that he's making there. See, those who are meek will one day inherit the earth. Everybody else... He's going to judge and eliminate. Do you understand it? Only those who are submitted to him, trusting in his love and trusting in his goodness and submitted to his authority, only they will inherit this creation. Everybody else will one day be eliminated. He said, oh, how happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I think he's kind of given this to us in a bit of a chronological order here, if you will. You know, first, that humility, that poverty of spirit, then a grieving over it, and, and then that submission, that trust in him, and then with that, a hunger, a thirst. He says, we shall be filled. Now, I believe that the chief reason, the biggest reason for loneliness among believers is that far too often we treat God more like a sounding board than a dear and powerful friend, someone who's very personally engaged and involved in our lives. See, when I was growing up, I went to a church where you were there on, a lot of people went on Wednesday night and maybe on Tuesday night there was something going on and, and then again on Sunday morning there was something going on and Sunday night, another service, and you had all these different, and they, you know, people would go and, and church attendance was tracked. And, and that was the focus, church attendance. And so you, you went and, and you prayed and you sang the songs and, you know, and you greeted everybody and prayed, you listened to the preacher, you went out and criticized what he said afterward. And that was it. That was the whole deal. And it was just so dead, so utterly dead. And there was no relationship with God in my life. It was just a religious practice. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front. 
as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. But today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.